I'm Nicholas Penrake and you're listening to A Trader's Life, the podcast where I get to talk to successful traders about their approach to trading, how they started out and went from broke or breaking even to pulling in thousands of dollars a week. Trading is a tough game. They say only around 5% of those who try actually make a profit. Join me for A Trader's Life to glean some valuable insights from the market wizards I get to talk to. Hello and welcome to A Trader's Life. If you've been a regular listener to the show, you may have come across conversations around scam brokers. Every now and then I get asked, which broker have I had the best experience with? Well, personally, I like BD Swiss. To start with, they're regulated. Having been scammed myself, I can't overstate how important this is. Last time I ran a search on Google, it would seem there are very few regulated brokers that allow you to choose from a range of leverage options for your trades. With BD Swiss, you can do this. Although just be careful with your risk management, especially if you go for their highest leverage at 1 to 1,000. So those are what I'd consider to be the key benefits of trading with BD Swiss. If you're looking for a broker you can trust and you're happy to support this podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you'd register using the link in the show notes. Totally up to you, of course, but that link does help fund this podcast. Okay, that's it. Time to move on to our guest. In this episode, I talk with Forex trader Cass Damon from Holland. We cover some key moments in how he got started, how he overcame setbacks, but one of the most interesting areas of our discussion pivots around the distinction between discretionary trading and mechanical trading and picking a style of trading that suits best your personality. Let's get to it. Hey, Cass, how's it going? Doing great. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. How's the weather in Holland right now? Pretty good. It's uh, pretty sunny today, but uh, it will be the last day because tomorrow we are getting some rain. I came across you through LinkedIn and also um, a webinar, in fact, that you gave. I can't remember what, what platform it was, but it was on the subject of risk management, which is very interesting in in terms of trading. And uh, I thought perhaps we could start with how you got started in trading. What was the motivation early on to start trading for you? I think the excitement um, when I started trading, at least when I first got into in touch with trading, I was uh, still studying mechanical engineering. I didn't really like it. And then a friend of mine showed me a brokerage platform and I immediately got hooked to trading. And that's when I first bought my uh, first book, so I started to learn to trade next to the study I was following and I quickly realized that the study wasn't for me. Uh, and after some time, I dropped out of school uh, and I knew what I wanted to do. So that's where it all started for me. Yeah, so you dropped out, what, after a year or two years? I think it was around after one year, the first year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And were you able to make money at that point with the trading? Uh, no, in the beginning, of course, not. I think the beginning phases are to learn. So I had another job that provided me with an income. How long was it before you started to, shall we say, even break even? Break even, I'm not really sure. But after around three and a half years, I started to make consistent money. So it took some time. Yeah, it's pretty typical, isn't it, for most traders? Uh, two to three years is, uh, is about the average, really, I find. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what do you think was the turning point for you? What, what did you notice that you were doing better that 
you know, in those first couple of years you were struggling with? Um, the first years, I basically learned a discretionary strategy. So it was very feel-based. Uh, and I noticed after a few years, I just couldn't make it work. And that's when I started to learn from a real trader. And I started to learn that it's important to have a strategy that fits with how you think. And that's when I started to build my mechanical strategy. And that's when things really started to change for me. And so what was your starting point for the mechanical strategy, as you call it? Uh, well, the guy I learned from, he basically combined certain statistics with his own discretion. And I found it really interesting. So he had some statistics about certain price action patterns in the market. Uh, and I basically started to test these things out myself, uh, add in some filters, look at different things and build a decent sample size to verify the statistics. And that's where it all started for me. So I have a lot of Excel sheets and uh, yeah, I, I did a lot of backtesting. It took me a lot of hours, but that's how I built my mechanical strategy. Yeah. And were you looking at Forex at that time? Yes, I looked at Forex only, yes. Yeah. And did you narrow that down to just a few pairs to make it more manageable? Or were yes, you doing exactly. A whole bunch? So in the beginning, <laughs> yeah. it was uh, all the pairs. I want to trade everything. But now I only trade around 12 pairs because these are the pairs where my statistics are the best. So that's where I stick to. Okay. And do you have a favorite three or four? Uh, the Kiwi, so the New Zealand dollar versus the dollar is my by far my best performing pair. And uh, GBP, GPY is also very good for me. So these are my favorites. Okay. Yeah. Can you identify why that might be? Is it something in you or is it, <laughs> or is it uh, something about the pairs that are easier to predict? Yeah, it's something about the pairs. I think every pair is a bit different because of the, the fundamentals behind every currency. So each pair moves a bit different. And for some reason, my strategy works better on these pairs than on other pairs. Okay. Can you explain to us, you know, obviously you can't go into great detail on, on a podcast what your strategy is, but maybe you could give us a little bit of a breakdown of your process. Of uh, I, I understand you you know, you back test, you do statistics. What are you looking for in, in these tests and, and in order to produce a, a you know, a, a database of statistics? So one of the uh, patterns I've back tested, it's all about the daily chart. I have to say, I only back test on a daily chart and I look on the hourly to enter. But the things I back test on a daily chart, one of them is um, I don't know if you're familiar with the term an inside day, but this basically means that uh, the price range of a day is within the price range of the day before. I've heard it, the inside bar sometimes. Yes, call exactly, it, the yeah. inside bar. Yeah. So that usually means, it depends on the location, but it usually means there is some liquidity trapped on both sides of the inside day. Uh, so the next day, I want to see what happens once uh, either side of the inside day breaks. And I've basically come up with some rules to really make it black and white and to backtest it. So let's say there's a false breakout of one side of the range. I know the odds of hitting the other side of the range. And that's what I use to trade. Okay, so for example, if the inside bar uh, would then the following day to break lower, you you might be looking for a, a, a strong trend downwards, i.e. bearish? 
I only trade after the fake breakout. So let's say uh, the inside day, the low end of the inside day breaks and it closes uh, back within the range. I see that as a false breakout and I look for a move to the upside targeting the high of the inside day. And I know the statistics of it happening over the past 10 years. So then I come down to the hourly time frame and basically enter with a better risk reward and to target that upper side of the inside day. That's just one of your strategies, no doubt. Uh, you have various strategies that you produce from lo- observing these patterns, right? Yes. And uh, so you, you're continually looking for these patterns to repeat themselves. And then you go in and, you know, if you get some sort of confirmation on those patterns, you you enter, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Uh, basically, it's all based on the hourly time frame. So uh, if I don't see any setup on the hourly, I don't trade at all. And it sounds kind of boring, but I think you only need to trade when you know the odds are in your favor and that's yeah it sounds boring but that's that's how it's done yeah well i, I don't know if it does sound boring either. <laughs> to me it sounds uh, at least calmer you know because if you've got something that is is repeating itself as a pattern that you can if you like bet on um it's much less stressful surely i mean obviously you're not going to win every time uh but it sounds like your odds are, are more in your favor with this kind of mechanical approach yeah and i also think it's it's better for beginners because they usually uh, get a lot of fomo because they watch the chart all day but they don't really know what they're looking for they just see something and they think it looks right but i know exactly what i'm looking for so i don't have to look all day and and uh, feel bad about something or get stressed because i know what i'm looking for and i know exactly when the odds are in my favor and that's a very yeah, re- relaxing feeling when you're trading because often people tell you it's stressing, but I don't really experience it. So you teach this, right? Uh, you teach one-to-one? Yeah, I do. I do take on uh, people, but I, I notice there are a lot of courses out there. I don't really believe in it. So I really focus on one-to-one coaching because I think that's the best way to teach someone. Because we're all different, I guess. Exactly. You want to mold your strategy or or the way of working to fit your student. Exactly, like. yes. Yeah, yeah. And does that vary quite a bit? I mean, are the, does that mean that you have to really quite sh- shift how you might teach from one person to the next? Because you find, you know, there are some people who really want to trade all day, trade fast, and then there are others who are completely the opposite. You know, perhaps they've got a busy job or they don't even really want to look at their computer more than once or twice a day. Well, I I do have some uh, concepts that I teach. These are the same for everyone, but I also give homework every week and um, calls via Zoom. And during those calls, we can really hone in on what someone likes and what way of trading fits with their personality. And then we dive deeper into that to uh, develop a strategy and backtest it to fit with their life. So the life has to fit with trading. Trading has to be built in the life. It's not that your life has to be all all about trading. It's the opposite. So that's really something I focus on when I'm helping students. Yeah. And for yourself, was that something that attracted you to trading the fact that you know you can do this when you like to a large degree the sort of independence and flexibility yeah i um 
I've always been like uh, quite an independent thinker. I, I like to believe at least. Um, I used to work for a boss. Now I'm completely self-employed and I just really, really like it. And that's also something I that first attracted me into trading and I still love it to this day. So, Yeah. And are you trading five days a week or do you like some traders take Monday off or Friday off? Uh, I do trade every single day. Well, it depends on the setups, of course. But uh, in general, yes, I do trade every day. Uh, I also work as an independent uh, content writer for various websites. So that's something I do during the day when there is no setup. Uh, however, I have noticed that my performance on Fridays is the worst compared to other days. So I might skip Fridays in the future. Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of traders do say they are wary of, well, certainly Mondays, that comes up more often than Fridays, but Fridays is another day. Everyone seems to prefer the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday slot. <laughs> yeah. For me personally, because I uh, trade a mechanical way, to me, executing a trade is not different. But for some reason, my edge, my, my statistics are just worse on Friday. Uh, however, I do think for people that use a more discretionary method, I think they're just winding down for the weekend, to be honest. The focus is not really there anymore, and they, they tend to make a bit more mistakes than they do during Tuesdays or Wednesday. I think that's a very big part on why people lose more money on Fridays. When did you start your own company? Uh, last year in October, I believe. Yeah, October. Yeah, and did you start out as a basically a mentor to new traders? Yeah, I've, I've had a, a Telegram group for quite some time and a lot of people wanted to learn more from me and that's, that's basically where it all started. So I started helping people, but I noticed the demand increasing. So that's when I decided to start my own company and I also really enjoyed just helping out people and, and learning them how I traded. So that's why I started it. Yeah, and how many hours roughly do you teach per week i do have a, a chat group for the members so if there are people asking more questions i have to put in more hours but in general it's around i'd say five hours so it's not that much because i use pre-recorded material with uh, concepts i use and then the hours i put in are just support and um, giving feedback on homework sounds good and so he had a fairly busy start to the new year yeah it's quite busy my days are uh, they are too short for me so but, uh, right, but, I, yeah. but I like it so uh, it doesn't really tire me at all yeah and every now and then you're doing webinars and other kind of work for different groups yes exactly that's also something yeah. I really enjoy I also make some blogs for forex related websites it's also something I like if I could just slip in here when people ask me could I recommend a regulated and well-reviewed broker? I say, I like BD Swiss. Competitive on spreads and commissions, excellent customer service, very quick withdrawals. If you're looking for a new broker and you sign up with BD Swiss by my referral link in the show notes below, you'll also be helping me keep this podcast up and running. Okay, that's it. Back to our conversation. Going Back to when you first started, uh, those early losses and kind of the emotional turmoil that typically comes from those losses. Mm -hmm. How did you deal with those? And did you at any point think, 
I can't handle this. I'm going to give up. <laughs> um, no, I never really thought it, but I think it's because I started with a very small account, so just a few hundred euros. Um, so if I lost a- anything, it didn't really matter to me. Uh, that's also something I tell people, especially I, I usually tell them to start on demo because if you're not profitable on demo, there's no point in, in starting a real account. So. Just starting very, very small is really helping you to uh, to combat the problem of early emotional losses. And that's something re- that really helped me as well in the beginning. And do you stick to Forex or do you do other? Uh, yeah, I, I trade uh, Forex actively. I also trade gold actively, uh, but I also invest in uh, different uh, stocks and uh, commodities, but that's more for the long term, so I'm not actively trading it. I invested in platinum um, last year, and I'm now looking to uh, invest in silver. I'm a bit late to the party, but I still think there's a lot more potential on it, so uh, when I'm investing in these things, I usually look for a uh, long-term horizon. So a few years, maybe five, ten years, uh, I look for fundamentals to line up with the technicals to really hold something for the long term. And what do you make of where the precious metals are at the moment? Do, do you think gold will push up or or, or sink further i'm kind of staying away from gold right now uh, because i think it uh, it has moved up quite a bit so i'm looking for the cheaper ones uh, and to me that's silver and uh, platinum right now but i do trade gold for the short term uh, to the upside mainly good and, and with the metals what what are you basing your decisions on are you factoring in, in fundamentals there as well yeah, so I look at fundamentals. So um, I'm quite bearish on the dollar for the coming years. Uh, and that usually means the precious metals are going to rise in value. I also look at uh, mining operations. For example, last year there were some problems with the platinum mines, which decreased the supply and uh, makes prices go higher. And I also look at the technicals. So I have a few... Uh, patents. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Wyckoff. Um, no. Uh, that's basically. Can you describe that to us? Uh, yeah. It's a methodology about a basically bigger players how they accumulate a position for a longer time period, and I look for these patents on the chart, and if it lines up with my fundamentals, I usually invest. Okay, and for these longer term investments, I guess you're looking at monthly and weekly charts yes. principally are you yeah to begin with yeah yep. yeah yeah when you're talking to your students or even people who've just joined your group what, what are the sort of first few things you advise them about i suppose this mindset methodology and so on what talk us through some of the things the key ways of approaching things that are the way you think well one of the most important things i always tell people is to get a trading journal uh, a lot of people don't have it uh, and i think that's a, a big big problem because when you're trading you will make a lot of mistakes and if you're not aware of them you're not going to learn from them so a journal really helps to become aware of the problems you're making and then you can come up with a plan to fix them because especially beginning traders they'll make so much mistakes and they never take the time to learn from it because they're always looking for the next trade 
And I think just having a journal and maybe an hour a week, fill in the journal and, and look at what you did wrong and try to learn from it, it can really, really help your performance. And the next thing is to look for um, connections between your winning trades and connections between your losing trades. Because if there are certain things that connect your winners, you can basically um, find out when the chances of making a winning trade are higher. And then you can basically build your strategy from there. So you really want to stick with what works. Uh, and do, just ditch what doesn't work. But the only way to find it out is is if you have a journal. And that's it all comes down to learning from your mistakes and finding what works for you and, and working from that. So a journal is something I always advise to people. Yeah, yeah. And when you're looking at charts, do you use indicators or moving averages or is it fairly free of those uh, things. No, I don't use anything at all. However, I do have the uh, weekly open price and the ATR on my chart because I just find it very interesting to watch what happens when once price reaches those levels. But uh, actively trading, I don't use any indicators, no. Okay. Do you find them just misleading? I think a lot of people focus too much on indicators. Yeah. I think they're just looking for the special indicator that's going to make money, but that's not how it works. And to me, I just prefer a clean chart to analyze it. So that's why. Yeah. And you're using the typical candles or, or bars? What, what sort of? Uh, I use the candles, yes. Candles, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So your starting point when you look at a chart is daily and then you go drill, drill down to the hour, yeah? Yeah, so the statistics are based on the daily. So that's where I follow my, where I form my bias for a day. And then on the hourly time frame, I look for a tighter stop loss to increase my risk reward ratio. And that's, that's basically all I do. With respect to building up these statistics, is this part of the journal? I mean, are, are you sort of, is the journal so detailed that you are drawing from that to build up a, a sort of log of statistics? Yeah, so I always start with backtesting, which I do uh, just by by hand and by using an Excel sheet uh, to confirm is there if there is something. And then in my journal, I also keep statistics on, uh, for example, the day of the week, uh, drawdowns after an entry. Uh, so, for example, if you notice that after you enter a trade, the trade always goes down fifty percent to your stop loss, you can really increase uh, uh, your entry or decrease the size of your stop loss to increase your risk reward. And these are very, very valuable statistics, I think. So these are things I track. And also, yeah, the, the weekdays, certain days of the week, if you perform better on these days, why not risk more on these days? A lot of people only risk 2% fixed on every single trade they take. But to me, it doesn't make any sense because if you know you make more money on Mondays, if you know your edge is better, then why not risk more on those days? And why not risk less on the days you perform less? So these are statistics you really need to measure, I think. And that's also something I do in my journal. Bringing back what you said earlier about where you started in life, or at least you know, in terms of education, mechanical engineering, it's, it's quite interesting that the word mechanical is also reappearing in the way you approach charts. Do you think that sort of engineering background, even though you didn't want to do mechanical engineering, do you think it's helped form the basis of, a, of an a approach that has 
brought you success in Forex? Yeah, massively, because um, I always used to be quite good at mathematics, uh, physics, etc. And these are really black or white subjects. You're either right or you're wrong. And that's a way of thinking I have in my mind. So when I started to trade a discretionary method in the beginning of my trading, it just didn't fit with me. There was, there was no right or wrong. There was a lot of um, feeling around it. And that's something that didn't work for me. So the mechanical strategy really helps because it just is the way I think. So why not use it as tra in trading as well? That's also something I also tell my uh, students to really find something that fits with your way of thinking, not not just something because someone else is doing it, but does it fit with how you think? And yeah, the mechanical part about mechanical engineering that I did follow really, really helped me. Yeah, yeah interesting. Okay, Kes, well, thanks very much for talking to me. That's been interesting. Yeah, thank you. Kes Damon, the mechanical trader. I'm sure a lot of us who trade wish we could be more mechanical and less emotional with our trading. Well, as you just heard, Cass teaches his style of trading to others. So if you'd like to get in touch with him, head on over to his website, cdfxtrading.com.